nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Uh, I be the same dude. Used to wake up playing GameCube. Whatever game we playing, man, I can't lose. Can't choose what game system they use. Like saying who better can or read you. You love BGs, oh yeah, girl, me too. We can watch anime all day and skip school. Young legend, rap taking to a new level. New medals for young kings who don't settle. In the crib with my big bro playing Nintendo. I will never let go. Gotta keep it red. Got every single color joystick for the six ball. I will never let What's going on, Thanos, Rick? Chilling, bro. It's Friday. You know, where I'm at, it's raining, so it's a little gloomy. You know, the hurricane and stuff, but it's Friday. Thanos, Rick, is a little gloomy today. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm making it, man. We got some good news today, and I can't wait to get to it, bro. You know, you sent me the list, and I'm like, okay. You know, okay, I, I can I can discuss this today. It's going to be mm-hmm. a great Friday. So. Of course, of course. It's going to be a great and awesome Friday. In, in fact, in fact, uh, now, this show might be a little bit shorter than usual because I am headed to Queen City Anime Convention today. I'm headed there today. Uh, of course, I mentioned that uh, we were given tickets by the convention to actually go visit. So... Uh, I will be there. Uh, Ellie will be there. Uh, my writer from Orange, Orange Phoenix Magazine. She's going to be there the entire weekend because she's going through the con crunch, as what we call it, as she's getting all her cosplay and stuff together. So basically, I'm going to be there for just a, you know just a few hours, um, and then I'm going to head back to um, head back home because tonight we got Tales of the Turnbuckle, man. Tales of the Turnbuckle tonight with myself. Uh, you and Mad Max, as we talk about the state of professional wrestling, man. As far as WWE, AEW, and of course, this is SummerSlam weekend. What better weekend to do it than to start the SummerSlam weekend? Of course, you got AEW Rampage tonight, SmackDown tonight at 8 p.m. Um, now, tonight's Rampage is probably one of the most anticipated uh AEW events in the past two years of its being there. So um <sighs> what you You yeah. don't think so? I'll stay quiet. Go ahead. E. I'll stay quiet. You don't think you I'll, don't I'll, think so. I will stay quiet. Go ahead. Go ahead. 
Hey, I'm just saying that. Now, BC says uh, need to be honed in on Rampage. Absolutely. So um, that's why we're starting strategically at 7 p.m. Because I already know how it's going to be with Mad Max, Thanos Rick, and myself. We're going to have, it's going to be a triple threat match between the three of us, man. Especially as we talk about certain topics of professional wrestling. So, you know, just, just strap in tonight at 7 p.m. And we're definitely going to gonna talk about everything that is professional wrestling stuff from back in the day stuff to now how things are working how things are faring out now now there is a little bit of news here as far as regards to uh wrestling and this is by tony khan so tony khan did announce some new signings and he also mentioned that there is an announcement cm punk cm punk uh I, I don't know. I don't know. Nobody knows, man. Daniel Nobody Bryan. knows. Huh? Daniel Bryan. It, it's a possibility. Is is it is a definite possibility. Like Braun, those are the two biggest names. Braun Strowman. It, that is another possibility. E, what, wait, wait, what, wait, wait a minute. E, now. What the is, hell is can you tell me? Man? What can you tell me? <laughs> I can't tell you anything. I can't tell you anything because um Honestly, Tony didn't announce anything. He just said there's an announcement coming tonight on Rampage. Now, it could be CM Punk. It could be Daniel Bryan. It could be Braun Strowman. I don't know if Braun Strowman passes 90-day limit yet. So I'm, I'm not 100% sure that. Who cares but, but, 90 days? WWE cares because they can sue the hell Whatever. out of AEW. Whatever. You know what I'm saying? Whatever. Like, <laughs> they, announce they can... Braun Strowman if you want to. Then Whatever. guess what? You're going to get sued. You You can say whatever all day. But I like AEW, and I'd rather keep it keep their head above water if 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 all things considered. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They can't announce Bray Wyatt because guess what? He's in within his 90 days. I don't. Ric Flair, he already made an appearance somewhere else, like immediately. I don't. So that, that there's that. But CM Punk and Daniel Bryan, those are my best bets. Um, it's in Chicago. A lot of people are speculating it will be CM Punk, considering the fact he's from Chicago. I. I I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm, that's my speculation. I'm not 100%. I was, you know, I was not 100% sure. Kenny G says SmackDown will be in Phoenix tonight. Man, Kenny, if there is a ticket for SmackDown, you need to go get that ticket for SmackDown to go check that thing out. Because honestly, in my honest opinion, you know, SmackDown is the best show WWE has right now. No question. Raw is C-list compared to SmackDown. And it got nothing to do against performance, but I, I actually go into that later on tonight. More like at, at, at 7 p.m. More like D-list, if you ask me. Well, hey, go even further. Go even further. Bad creative. Now, I, I will say this before we jump into the news for today. Um, On this past Wednesday, Chris Jericho went up against MJF, right? And MJF's stipulations was he could not use the Judas Effect and he has to come out with no interest music at all. So when Chris Jericho was introduced, what did you think happened? I don't know what happened. Well, I mean, you know, myself, Thanos Rick has seen it, but the people that have missed AEW Dynamite, he came out with no music. Chris Jericho did. Yes. And the crowd sung every single lyric in unison of course of his theme song as he walked to the ring every single word of course he didn't need no music the crowd was there and, and, and there wasn't really they weren't really off sync like the announcer was going to introduce chris jericho she was like nah let me back up for a minute because that might mess up the rhythm so she waited until they finished his theme song when he got in the ring and did his poses and stuff, and that was it. Shit was electric. Never seen it before. Never seen it before until Wednesday. Never. You know, I have my doubts about Chris Jericho, but Chris Jericho still knows how to work a crowd. I will give him that. What doubts? It should be no doubts of Chris Jericho. Uh, at all. I had him. I at had him. all. I had him. You know, I, I'll be honest. You know, it's, it's Honest Friday. Once again, okay. I have my doubts, Eve. I was like, Chris Jericho, eh. But, you know, Chris, he, he still got it. He can still work still the crowd. And, you know what I'm saying? He don't move the same, obviously, because he's older now, whatever. But, you know, he, he, he does what he does. You know what I'm saying? So, peace to Chris Jericho for still 
put in the network for AEW. Yes. The fans still love him. Like you said, E, they sung the whole goddamn theme, theme song, you know, to his in, to, to his interest. So, you know. Yeah. You know, I'm with it, man. I'm with it. I'm with it. But, you know, E, I, I you know, what's the big announcement? I, I, I don't know. Let's I, see this e, thing. You now, now, e, you do know. You, I don't know. I Look, you, I don't know, you, man. You know people in high places. I Go know nothing. I know nothing. <laughs> nothing. E, you are withholding, and I'm your partner. That's fucked up. That's fucked up. <laughs> That's fucked up. I promise you, I'm not holding anything. If anything, Tony knows what he's doing. He's a great businessman. So, yeah, honestly, e, you, yeah, e, you know him. You know him personally. I don't know Tony Khan personally. Okay. I wish I did. Yeah. Okay. I wish I did. Okay. I feel like that opportunity will present itself very soon. Yeah. I mean, I feel like at some point. I feel like you're lying. You 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 know something. <laughs> you know something, E. Listen, listen. If I was at an AEW show, right, I will be trying my damnness to get to the back. I'll try my damnness to get back there. Hang out with Sammy Guevara and company, Jack Hager, you know what I'm saying? Ricky Starks. And you know, you know, the new the new guys, and eventually, hopefully, hopefully, talk to Cody. We can talk Star Wars because you already know Cody's a Star Wars fanatic. So we definitely do that. And you know, and hopefully Tony Khan and and talk to him and have a sit down conversation with him and have actually interview him. I mean, because who loves the fans like a, better than AEW? AEW loves their fans. But moving on, moving on. Yeah, moving on. Moving on. Um, <laughs> like unfortunately, unfortunately, <laughs> yesterday. Uh, now I did get I did receive some news about the legendary Sony Chiba. Uh, that Sony Chiba, the martial artist, he is uh, an actor. And if you remember him from Kill Bill, uh, remember Beatrice Kiddo went to Japan to yeah. get Japanese steel made. Yeah, That is Sony Chiba. That is the legendary Sony Chiba. Yeah. yeah. Um, he passed away yesterday uh, due to COVID uh, complications. Yeah. And I, what's funny about it is that Oh, what's unique about it is that Sony Chiba ceremoniously gave me Japanese steel at, at Raleigh Galaxy Con. Because I, I met him a couple of years ago. And because um, I was working at convention, you know, doing press and, you know, basically the same thing I would be doing today. And I went by Sony Chiba's table. And, and he had this certain energy about him. He had a certain aura about him. Not because of who he is. It was just he just had a, a welcoming attitude. Right. with himself and he's very very peaceful he's like he's a very peaceful dude i mean obviously when he turned on his acting chops it's a wrap you know right. it, it's going in so as me and him was talking because you know he had a translator too with him um and some words he you know he can say like in, in english obviously because you've seen it in the kill bill so i'm like hey um i need japanese steel and he was like ah you need japanese steel eh uh yeah <laughs> i need japanese steel and so he said, ah, go find the perfect Japanese deal. I'm like, okay. So I went on a little small journey and I found the perfect Japanese deal. I was like, this, this right here is it. This is it. So I went back to him and he signed it. And then he ceremoniously gave me Japanese deal. And I have it with me to this day. And it's never leaving my possession, ever. Uh, and so I so yesterday I kind of like just sat and looked at it for a minute and, you know, prayers goes out to his family and his friends like he he led a very, very good life. If you never seen any of Sony Chiba's films, uh, I'm pretty sure you can check those out on Amazon Prime. Um, this, this man is a legend by all stretches of the imagination. So shout out to Sony Chiba. Honestly, he was and what's so funny about it is that what's ironic about it is that this week I was streaming Street Fighter, right? And he was in a movie called Street Fighter. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. Who knew? That, Who knew? That, that's true. That's so, true. So um and he was on my mind like maybe a couple weeks back and I was like, man, I want to meet him again. Like I want to have a sit down conversation with him again. Um because GalaxyCon was probably like my favorite con that so many people I interacted with, so many people I connected with you know, exchanged information with and check in, you know, every now and again, you know, I met the voice of Launchpad McQuack and the Stormtrooper, you know, um, these aren't the droids you're looking for, that famous line, like, sat and talked with him, actually, 
walked him to a store so he can get some cigarettes. Because I was like his personal escort. He so <laughs> GalaxyCon was something to see. And uh we will be visiting GalaxyCon again. But uh we do have some news for you guys today. So uh Thanos Rick. Yes, sir. You know, we asked the question about what's going to happen with Ironheart or whatever case. I, I figured we should start with the, the biggest news first. Okay, let's do it. So, Black Panther 2, Dominique Thorne will debut as Riri Williams, a.k.a. Ironheart, in next year's Black Panther Wakanda Forever, ahead of her solo Disney Plus series. Yeah, we got that information here. Now, ahead of the High and Heart solo series of Disney Plus, Dominique Thorne um, will debut as a teen genius, Riri Williams. Now, comicbook.com spoke to Marvel Studios head Kevin Feige, who confirmed that Thorne will make her MCU debut in Black Panther sequel, arriving next summer. From there, she'll headline her own series, though, when the show will release, hasn't yet to be revealed. Now, he's quoted as saying we're shooting black panther wakanda forever right now and the character of riri williams you will meet in black panther 2 first she started shooting i think this week before her iron heart series so riri williams created by brian michael bendis mike uh diodato eve ewing and kevin lebronda debuted in 2016 invincible iron man series a genius in her own right who creates her own iron man style suit out of essentially spare parts She's soon joined by an AI of the deceased, Tony Stark, who mentors the young inventor and hero. Now, Ironheart has long been rumored to appear in the MCU, and theories increase following the death of the film versions of Tony Stark in Avengers Endgame. Now, rumors of a TV version of the character coming to Disney Plus emerged last summer, and Disney's Investor Day in early December finally confirmed as much. Thorne landed the role without an audition, proving how much Marvel Studios wanted to work with the young actor. Now, it was previously theorized that Riri might appear in the upcoming Armor Wars, explaining why her casting was revealed so far ahead of her show's production beginning. Now, it appears that was because she already in the midst of filming Black Panther 2. So, Dominique Thorne, Riri Williams. Man, that's good stuff right there. I mean, she would have to appear in Armor Wars. Why wouldn't she? I mean, that's a uh, that's a no. She, I, I wouldn't say she has to because she's not in. Put like this: she's not in relation to Tony Stark. She is a genius like Tony, as far as being an inventor. But in all honesty, Rhodey is it's really all about Rhodey at the, at this point. So well, Riri, I, I think Riri is like in a whole different part of the city. Well, I, I I wonder how they're going to do this because, you know, in the comics or whatever, you know, Tony and Riri, they have constant conversations and communications and, you know, like, you know, it's, 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 they're damn near partners, you know, like, yeah. of course, Tony inspires her and she builds her own suit. Like Tony, Tony is active in this process of Riri becoming right. who she is. Now that Tony is no longer with us in the MCU, I'm curious to see how they're going to do this. Now, I did read that along with Ironheart, or at least Riri Williams, before she takes on superhero mantle, Black Panther 2 will reportedly feature Namor, and Atlantis Namora has also been reportedly cast. While rumors have claimed Tanak Hurata Hurata will prevail will play uh, the King of Atlantis. The sequel has also added I May Destroy You's Michaela Cole in a mystery role. So Namor will be in this movie. So you have Namor, you have Riri, and I'm assuming maybe some others. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm curious. I'm curious (sighs) because I believe in the comics Riri attends MIT. Yes, in the comments, yes. Doesn't Black Panther 2 somehow feature MIT? Uh, I think Iron Man 2. No, no, no. Civil War. I think Civil War did it because um, Tony went to an exhibit and he gave a grant out when he was showcasing, you know, how to 
talk to you know deceased relatives like their last moments and they you can actually have a conversation with them that type of thing it creates that technology and then he said go break some eggs and and it's speculated that williams was in the crowd at the time and she just did what she did from there so that would make more sense honestly no but, but for her to be wherever, i'm very curious on how that come about like maybe Shuri got something to do with it. Um, I, no, but, I, I, no, but isn't isn't Black Panther two filming scenes in MIT? Uh I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I I, I think I heard that somewhere. Or, or okay. read that. I think yeah, I think they are shooting scenes at MIT. Okay. So, and if what you're saying is true, of course, you know we don't have Chadwick here with us anymore. So I'm assuming Shuri will take up the Black Panther. I'm, I'm assuming. I don't know. Mm. I don't really know, you know, but I mean, the way it's looking, it seems like Shuri might be the one to kind of mold her because, of course, Shuri is an inventor as well. She is a genius, you know, yeah. probably the smartest person on, you know, on the planet. So maybe Shuri will take that leadership role and, you know, I guess molding her and shaping her and helping her build arm. I don't know. I'm I'm just I'm just assuming because I mean, Rhodey can have a role. Shuri can have a role now that she's in Black Panther too. I mean, hell, I I don't I don't really know. I yeah. don't, I don't really know. I think with Williams being in Black Panther two and showcasing uh, Shuri. You know, the legacy of Chadwick Boseman and Black Panther in the first movie would not go unseen. Um, it It's in safe hands. I, I feel like it, it is in safe hands to the point of you got all these these young women, like these young black women that are acting in this new Black Panther movie. And I feel like this may be bigger than the first movie, especially with Namor being there. Oh, Okoye, Adore Milaje. And it is this uh, the only thing that's that's um I, I'm curious about is how they're going to portray this, how they're going to take the OG Black Panther out of the equation, or you know, how they're gonna do that. You know, how they're well, gonna do that. Well, I mean, they they already said that you know they will pay homage to Chadwick and yeah. I mean, I I'm not sure exactly either. Um they may just kill him off in the in the movie. I mean, they'll have to explain it, you know, when yeah. that makes sense. If that's the route they're going to take, um, I don't know. I don't know, but I mean, they're 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 filming it now, so I'm assuming they they have a plan and they know the route to take. So I mean, we we'll have to wait and see. We we'll have to wait and see. Hopefully, they made the right choice, the right decision, you know, because right. you have to honor Chadwick. You have to. You know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? You, is is you have to. So, you know, hopefully, you know, Ryan Coogler, he's the director, producer, you know, whatever of Black Panther. I'm I'm sure he he hooked that up. So. Oh yeah, of course. Of course. And uh also in other news, we're gonna jump into some DC uh news here. Now, James Gunn's suicide squad represents the beginning of a eh, sort of new era of the DCEU. Now, after crashing and burning in an attempt to retrofit Zack Snyder's five-part story into something else entirely, Warner Brothers spent a few years trying to find its way with the DCEU, and James Gunn is a big part of that plan. Now, the origins of the DCEU, as overseen by Zack Snyder, had a very distinctive tone and direction, but one that saw a lot of division and controversy, leading to Warner Brothers and Snyder parting ways in the middle of Justice League production. Now, Snyder has said WB seemed obsessed with making the movie funnier, but the resulting attempt to lighten the tone and add jokes in reshoots with Josh Whedon at the helm certainly didn't work out. Obviously, trash-ass movie. While The Suicide Squad isn't exactly the foundation of the brand new shared DC universe, it does help set some expectations for what we can expect from DC films moving forward. It sounds like there's plans for James Gunn to do more movies so it's clear what to expect there. But there's a number of things the Suicide Squad says about Warner Brothers' new approach to DC filmmaking. 
Now, the DCEU has been in a state of flux. Most of the movies coming out haven't been representative of the current WB and DC teams. The leadership of both WB and DC films has changed hands a few times, and there are also acquisitions by AT&T. The most projects were greenlit and started production and previous leadership, Aquaman, Shazam, Birds of Prey, and Wonder Woman 1984 either started development prior to the release of Justice League or shortly after before uh, Jeff John stepped down as the DC's chief creative officer in 2018. <sighs> that that makes sense there, Thanos Rick, because it, it's somewhat a, a soft reboot. And they didn't allude to the they didn't allude at all to the first Suicide Squad movie, right? But we both thoroughly enjoyed the Suicide Squad. If James Gunn is at the helm of this and he's directing most of these films, then I feel like DC is in safe hands at this point. This might be a good substitute for Zack Snyder, even though I wanted that Snyder verse to finish. But so what, what do does, you think? So what does it say to you, E? After what you just read, what does this all say to you in the grand scheme? In the grand scheme of things, it's not a versus no more. That's it. The 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 Justice League Snyder cut was this last hurrah. And we will not see that again. And we will have a different version of Superman. Uh, uh different version of Batman at this point. You might, I mean, he started out with obscure characters. So you might have like uh you know booster gold. Who knows? Who knows? So so should we just forget about the previous movies that we've seen? Because I, I they guess that's what they're saying. Because Batman, I think, is still filming now with 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 Mr. Twilight guy. You know, so oh, well now that so, movie is a standalone from what I from what I'm hearing. Like that movie is not in not in the universe because this is Batman year two. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So that's that standalone. Just like Joker was, Joker was standalone film. For somehow it garnished so many awards or whatever the case may be. Uh that was a standalone. So this Batman is not, you know, Batflick. It's not Ben Affleck's Batman. This is like early year two, the world's greatest detective Batman. So we still need a new Batman, because I don't believe Ben Affleck is coming back. I don't think well. I put like I don't think he is, but if he if it is a chance of him coming back, James Gunn would be the person to influence him to come back, and you know our our Superman, you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, Dwayne Johnson wants these wants Superman back at this point. He does. He wants the Snyderverse. Like he was advocating for the Snyderverse, but James Gunn, it may be in good hands considering that. You know, he can work it to his own flair of being a James Gunn film, but at the same time, keep some of the elements of Zack Snyder. Well, I doubt, is, well, I, I doubt he's going to do that. I mean, him and Zack are two totally different creatives, you know. The, that, that's the, what I'm saying. But I'm the, saying some elements of Zack Snyder. I mean, because I, I did get some elements of Zack Snyder in James Gunn's Suicide Squad. I did catch those vibes. It was the dark tone. It, yeah, it was just I, dark. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I caught the same thing that, that, that you did. But, I mean, the, the one thing that I'm fearful about, and I love James Gunn, I'm a fan, I don't want all of James Gunn projects to be Guardians-esque. Hmm. You know, I mean, because, the Suicide Squad is that. It, it's the Guardians I mean, without it was cool. the restraint. I mean, it was cool, but honestly, I, I, I didn't... I want DC to have its own thing. The one thing I like about DC is the fact that it was dark and gritty, and it wasn't like the MCU. And I think a lot of people really appreciated that. What I'm right. fearful of is that DC becomes a carbon copy of the MCU, which, mm. which you know, in the grand scheme, it ain't going to help them. It's really not. It's, 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 it's really not. Because I, I think, I think with the, the villains... Now, go ahead. I think with the villains in DC, uh, it won't be. I mean, the tone might be similar, but the villains won't be. I think the villains and the characters themselves would 
definitely differentiate it from Marvel. Like that was there was a um a part of it is I don't know saying, because Starro looks like a damn Guardians villain. The way he was shot, the way he was operating, he like he looked like he could be in Guardians, a villain in Guardians. True, but he's a villain in Justice League before there was a Guardians. That's what I'm saying. But it it again, it was it was similar. The first villain that Justice League fought. But I mean, it's the spitting image. It can't draw it any different. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It can't draw it any different. I mean, I get what you're saying though. I, I, I get what you're saying. Like with uh Guardians, because they fought a lot of giant aliens. You know, they have done that. So I understand the CG aspect of it. Uh, now, it also been said, like, one of the most controversial topics in Zack Snyder era of the DCEU was the use of humor. At one point, there was a rumor that DC had an outright no-jokes policy. But Snyder has since said one of his biggest fights with executives on Justice League was over their desire to inject more levity and humor. Detractors also regularly complain of an overall darker tone and less use of bright, flashy colors. Nearly every DC movie since other than the non-canon Joker has pushed the color tone and humor in that direction. But the Suicide Squad seems to finally be the product of executives we're asking for with jokes galore and a giant pink and purple starfish alien as the villain in the end. The Suicide Squad is still a very R-rated, but the more lighthearted tone seems to be a bigger deal to leadership at WB and DC, which James Gunn certainly delivered. <sighs> but well, okay. Well, I mean, again, you know, you you have people who they don't want this to be exactly like MCU, because of course the MCU they have their jokes and it's colorful and it's all that. I mean, that's 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 the thing. You know, I don't want DC EU to be like the MCU. You know, right. yeah, you can keep the jokes. That's fine. But again, I, I I don't want it to be a carbon copy of it. My biggest thing was. Get the direction right. Get the story yeah. right. I don't care how dark it is. I don't care for the colors. If you want to just make it make sense and make it make the story good, it don't have to be a carbon copy of the MCU. They already got their shit going on. They found their formula and it works. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So my thing has always been just get the story right. Tell a better story. Make it cohesive with each other. That's all I was asking for, you know, but hey. I don't I don't know what James Gunn's future is over there. You know, he still he, he still has to come back and do Guardians 3. You know, right. so I'm still confused by the whole thing, to be honest. I don't I don't know what the hell's going on. Here's my thing. Like history has taught us this. Okay. We've remember I told you Batman 89 was released uh this month, uh, as far as comedy. It takes place after Batman returns. This is the old this is the vision that Tim Burton had and you know put in pages of a comic book that's supposed to be on film. What was the thing that changed the tone? It was the freaking parents and executives that oh no, it's too dark. Blah 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 blah. Like it was it was Batman and Batman Returns. Perfect. Good. The tone was perfect. Wouldn't you agree, Thanos Rick? Like of Batman, Gotham is gritty, Gotham is dark, no bright lights. It, 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 is that all fact? What was the complaint again? The, too dark and gritty? Yes, the parents were like, the kids was cool. Like, oh no, it's too dark and gritty. Blah, 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 blah. So they, now my thing was, uh, they were, the executive was like, how can we like sell toys and da 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 and and put it at restaurants or get this gear because it's PG-13. I mean, it still was PG-13 at the end of the day, but how can we change this? And Tim Burton's like, this is not my vision, fam. This is not what I intended for this film to be because he was originally slated for Batman Forever. Robin was supposed to be introduced in Batman Forever. He was originally supposed to be introduced in Batman Returns. But so it's all those parent complaints and the executives bending to their will. You no longer had Tim Burton and you no longer had Michael Keaton. And then you was given Val Kilmer and Bright Lights. And the tone was totally different. Mind you, I did enjoy Batman Forever, and you can't argue with the box office success. So even if you talk to executives, they're gonna look, they're gonna give you this check and say, listen, or this uh 
this statement saying this is how much money we made with Batman Forever. It was a commercial success. What is your valid argument with this? You can't argue with the almighty green. However, you can damn sure argue with Batman and Robin because that shit was goddamn terrible. And they kept with that tone. They just I mean, made it more stupid. I mean, I, I, I guess... I, I mean, Batman with Jack Nicholson's Joker, that, that was a hit, obviously. It made a boatload no of... Doubt. Batman Returns didn't make as much money, but it was still a, a hit. People yes. still bought the tickets. Batman Forever, which I was watching last night. Actually, it's kind of funny. I, I was just watching this last night. You know, it, that made a whole lot of money. Now, the thing about Batman Forever, I actually thought it was pretty good. Yeah. All, even though Tim Burton didn't have his, you know, his hands on it, the performances were great. Val Kilmer was shockingly good. You know what I'm saying? I don't think anyone saw that coming. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, to go from Michael Keaton to Val Kilmer, I'm pretty sure people were like, uh, I don't know, but he was shockingly great. He and of course, you had, man. you know, um, what's my man? Um, Two-Face. Um, Tommy Lee Jones? Tommy Lee Jones and Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey, one of his few evil villain roles. He was fantastic. He was fantastic. I mean, Batman Forever still had his dark tones. It wasn't all colorful, you know, like like some people may put it out to be. Now, granted, it wasn't Tim Burton dark, no, but it it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't colorful like that either, right? You know, and again, it was it was the performances, and my man who played Robin, he wasn't bad. You know, I I, I enjoyed him too. The story was pretty good, you know. I mean. It, I don't, I don't know. Uh, Look, man, if I ever see a Batman and Robin DVD, I'm going to take it in the woods and shoot it. And set it ablaze. Set it ablaze. I just, <laughs> like, and dance on the ashes. I just don't understand. Well, I, I Batman and Robin. You know, he, to be honest, when it came out back then, I didn't hate it. I didn't. You know, I mean, to be honest, to be more honest, I didn't have really high expectations anyway. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, like I told you, George Clooney wasn't a bad Bruce Wayne. Now, as Batman, hey, that's that's hey, whatever. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> y'all feel how y'all feel about it. But I enjoyed I'm, Schwarzenegger as Freeze, believe it or not. I enjoyed Uma Thurman. The ice puns? As, the ice puns? I, yeah. I, I, I didn't I didn't hate it. I didn't hate the movie. I thought Uma Thurman was a great Poison Ivy. All right, everyone, freeze. Hey, hey, (laughs) I didn't hate it. I didn't hate the movie. I didn't. You know what I'm saying? Now, now putting that movie under a magnifying glass, I I can understand it. I can understand it because if they were trying to be like the 60s Batman show, then they hit it spot on. They hit it spot on. If that's what they was really trying to do, the bat credit card, the bat skates, all that. Yeah. That is 60s yeah. Batman. If they if that what they was just pulling this this energy from, then I, I get it. I get it. I don't enjoy it, but I get it. Because, you know, to certain degrees, there's these are different versions of Batman. I mean, there was a version of Batman that has shark repellent. Shark repellent. Who knew? Yeah. Yeah, who I never knew there was such a thing, <laughs> but but yeah, man had it. So I mean, but, I I get it, I get it. But I mean, I I, I think even with that, because Batman Batman and Robin didn't have did have Batgirl played by uh what's her face Alicia Alicia Silverstone. I yeah. mean, the cast was star studded. It really was star studded. They threw the book <laughs> at this movie. You know what I'm saying? Like when it came to actors, especially in that era. Chris O'Donnell, Alicia Silverstone, Uma Thurman, Arnold Schwarzenegger, George Clooney. Yeah. You you know, you have big names scattered across Batman. And matter of fact, you know, I okay, from a fan standpoint, it was terrible. But from a money standpoint, (laughs) it made some money. (laughs) It made some money. I I can't argue. And it pains me to say it. It pains me to say it. But you got to call a spade a spade. They made money off of that movie. Hold and on, hold on, I hold think on. I'm, I'm, I'm pulling me, the, the boss office. 
I already got it pulled up. The the budget has it around 160. The box office was 238. So it up until that point, that that that's the lowest grossing Batman up until that point. Cause I think even Batman Returns did like 260. You know what I'm saying? So shit. You know, mm. it should have been less than that. But the budget was higher for this one too. That's 160 million. You know what yes. I'm saying? Up until that point, that was the most that that was the, the higher budget of the Batman film. So you're right, bro. They had no freaking choice. Put to amp up that budget. You, you had to pay the actors. You had to pay for all the no the choice. You had the CGI shit, special effects. The budget was huge. Again, freaking he, crazy. He, he, I didn't hate the movie. I didn't. You know what I'm saying? I just I took you it know for what funny? it was. I took it for what it was. That's all. You know, that's all. <laughs> well, as critical as you are on movies, it is crazy. It is it's funny. I find well, it no. funny. Like well, no, I mean back then, E. Back then I didn't hate it. Right okay. now, I would agree with it. It's terrible. It's terrible. Shit, I next mean, thing you're gonna tell me. Even with even with Street Fighter with John Claude Van Damme, E back then, I didn't hate that movie in 1994. I was a kid. I didn't hate the movie. I was happy to see it on screen. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's 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 funny seeing things then and our ages back then compared yeah. to how it is now. Of course, we, of course we can view it and be like, well, well goddamn, this shit is terrible. Hell, Mortal Kombat <laughs> Annihilation, E, I know you hate that fucking movie. I know trash, you do, e, trash, trash. E, when it came out in 1997, E, I didn't hate the movie. I didn't. Bro, they killed Johnny Cage 30 e, seconds in the I, movie. E, I know that. They cracked his freaking neck. And e, it wasn't I, even the OG Johnny Cage. It was e, somebody else. I know, E. I'm with you. I'm with you. But again, E, in 1997, I didn't hate the movie. Maybe y'all did. Top Gun, B-Seats, Kenny. I don't know. Maybe y'all did. But me, I didn't Perfect. hate the movie. I, now, you know what? I, now, I, I, in, 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 in 2021... Eat the movie's garbage. You're right. It, it, <laughs> it is hot ass. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's hot ass. But I stand by what I said. I will still take Annihilation over this new Mortal Kombat movie that just came out. You gotta, you gotta be out your damn mind I, to I, say I, something like that. I will that stand is crazy. By until the day I die. Man, you out your damn mind. Nobody. I would never put. Next thing you gonna tell me, Dragon Dragon Ball Evolution is your favorite movie. Well, come on, e. come on, come on. Now you're talking reckless. You're I'm just saying, like, man, you're throwing um, all kind of curveballs today. Hey, I'm just saying. I'm just saying, e, I, I, I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it. You know, we, we were kids. You know, the original Pirates movie, E, that came out in 95, I didn't mm. hate it. Actually, I still like it to this day. I now, still like it to this day. It's the on the movie Pirates wheel. That came out in what, 2018? That shit was hot ass. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. I, I, I refute. Okay, few key things that I actually liked about it. I did like the darker tone. I did like that that part of it. Um, it wasn't really commercialized, so I, I, I get that part. And I think they're rebooting it. They're gonna like do away with that movie. But I mean, the oh, original Power Rangers. Mo- yeah, they need to. The original Power Rangers movie still holds well to this day. I still love that movie. Honestly, matter of fact, it's on the movie wheel. For the geek corner, it is it actually is, but um, and, and you know what, E, you know what? Hey, I didn't hate Turbo either. I didn't hate it. Turbo wasn't bad, I, but you know, a lot of but people. God damn it, Mortal Kombat Annihilation was hot ass garbage. Yeah. I knew that as a. I, I understand what you're saying, and now you got a full understanding of how I felt. Because when Street Fighter came out, I freaking loved. I love that movie. I still love that movie to this day. I love that terrible ass movie. Listen to all the listeners. Who may be younger than us, who run around in 1994. I get it. If you were to go back and watch the movie now, you may think me and E are fucking crazy. You know what, listeners? You're probably right. But You're back then, right. that's the best we had. We didn't have Avengers. We didn't have, you know, all this shit that you have now. That's the best we had for what we had. You know what I'm saying? Now, you know, we can look <laughs> back and we can say, hey, you know, it was whatever. But, you know, back then, it was the best we had. You know, we didn't have PS5 in back. We had, we had a, whatever the, you know, Sega Saturn, whatever the fuck. That's all we had. Game over. Yeah. So to all the listeners, don't judge us. You know, 
we're, we're just a bunch of old guys talking shit. That's you know. Oh, you know. oh whoa, wait, whoa, 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 whoa! You can you keep that to old guy stuff to yourself. Hey, you're, older, you're older than me, you old fucker. Hey, hey look, look, look. <laughs> I'm not old by any stretch of the imagination. I still run and jump with the best of them <laughs> with no bad knees or bad back. Old is not in respect the mad scientist vocabulary. But no, but no really. I'm, just, I'm just I'm just saying, you know, because I mean, we are older, so a yeah. lot of, a lot of the young cats will look at us and be like, "Wow, what?" You know what I'm saying? They don't understand. They don't you know, tell me that. They, they don't understand. You know, I remember a time before cell phones. I do. I know it sounds crazy, but I remember. And internet. <laughs> <laughs> I remember all of this. I love 56K but, modems. Hey, those are dark times, but <laughs> you know. Hey, they was great times, man. You, you know, it took you uh, a whole day to burn a CD. <laughs> yeah, but e, now as you think about it, e, that, that, that was some bullshit. The shit we went through. That was a bullshit. <laughs> I mean, compared to back then, I mean, but we were introduced to the internet. You know what I'm saying? We was introduced to downloading music, which took hours and upon hours upon hours to oh. for do just one or two songs. So, I mean, don't, either don't way, we had no complaints <laughs> about it. We had no complaints <sighs> at all. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, so I mean, back then compared now to then, yeah, it it, it kind of sucked, but we didn't feel that way initially because we could have very well not have internet at all. You remember America Online Instant Messenger, AIM, yeah. had that shit. But bro, I'm just saying, bro, I remember getting screamed at, "Get off the goddamn phone! I'm trying to use the internet." It's like, God damn it! Or, exactly. Get off the internet, or get off the phone, or whatever the fuck. I'm trying to, you know, I, I remember, it, you know, hey. Emil thirty eight says there was those were the days when you risk giving your computer AIDS just to download music. Oh, I mean, come on, a lot of us had Napster. We all recalled the Napster. Napster, Kaza, Morpheus, like uh, you name it. We tried it. We tried it. Uh, uh, and some dude, matter of fact, some dudes at my school went as far as try to download porn from Kaza. Yeah, well, <laughs> from Morpheus. Oh, you know, hey, College Club, hey, stuff like that. Black Planet. Yeah, yeah. MySpace. Yeah, yeah. LimeWire. It is. <laughs> LimeWire. I, I remember. I had LimeWire too. I had it. I had that shit. You know, hey. Ah, it is what it is. It's, it crazy, is. it's crazy times, man. It's it's crazy times when you had internet of that man <laughs> of that magnitude, man. I'm just saying, and, we we. You know, we ain't old, but we were older and we know shit that happened back then because we lived it. You know what I'm saying? All I'm saying yeah. is, you know, these movies, Batman and Robin, Mortal Kombat, e, I didn't hate it back then. I didn't hate it. You know, I'm sure you did and everyone else did, but I didn't. I was I happy mean, because e, I, I, was, I, was, I was grateful just to have that. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Now we have streaming. Disney Plus, HBO, and you know, you have a superhero show every two months, it seems like. Back then, E, I was happy to get what we got. So I wasn't complaining. I, I'm gonna tell you, <laughs> I might I might be misquoting myself, but I remember <laughs> why now I actually kind of initially I uh, I enjoy Annihilation, admittedly, initially, when I first watched it, right? Because of the music. It basically basically was the music, it wasn't anything else. But one of the first thoughts that I had in my head. When it came on, and I was like, in my mind, this is not Johnny Cage. This is not Raiden. Where the fuck are yeah, they? They had a new Sonya too. Sonya was they had a new, they, they had a new, Jack, had a new Sonya. Jax no, no, Jax wasn't in the first one. Jax yeah, he was, was the introduction. Yeah, he was. No, it wasn't the first one. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. He had a box fade. That's mm -hmm. right. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> Jax had a boss fade, fam. I was like, Sonya, Sonya. <laughs> That's how you was talking, man. But, but um, the minute they cracked his neck, I was like, what type of shit is this? I mean, that was that 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 was shocking. What type of shit is this? I mean, it was shocking. But I guess someone had to die. Somebody has to die in the movie. Johnny Cage. Um, well, okay, okay. I I get it. I get it for shock value, right? For shock value, Shao Kahn show up. That's to put a stamp on this mofo is serious. This ain't Shang Tsung. Yeah, this man. man killed one of our champions right off the bat. Yeah, man. I mean, honestly, couldn't kill Sonya. You couldn't kill Jax quite yet. The best bet is Johnny Cage. 
All right. I mean, you have to admit the fight scenes were dope. Um, who was it? Uh, Cyrax or was it Sector? Uh, talking about Cyrax and, and Sonya. And they fought Sonya. I mean, that was a dope fight scene. It was dope. It was dope. Jack yeah, yeah. off the ninjas. I mean, uh, it, there were some good fights. I get it. There, there were some good fights. <laughs> Most of which was with Sonya. Sonya and Melina, Sonya and Cyrax and Jax. I get it. Mm, mm, all right. But I still throw that shit away. <laughs> I, I still throw that shit away. Oh my gosh. I, again, man, it's it's hey man. I, I'm weird. I, I remember when episode one came out. Remember that? It was 99, 98, 99. Yeah, Mortal Kombat. No, Star Wars. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't hate that. Now I didn't care for Jar Jar Binks. No one else, no, no one, one did for Jar Jar Binks, but <laughs> you know, I guess for a whole bunch of people eat Jar Jar ruined the movie, the whole the entire movie. I didn't look at it like that. I'm like, yeah, you know, Jar Jar, whatever. I can tolerate. It's annoying. I can tolerate him. You know what I'm saying? But I mean, you had a, a young Obi Wan, quiet. Eddie, 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 Eddie. Nah, man, you can't I, have all that. I know, I know, I get it, I get it. But it didn't ruin the movie for me like it did everyone else. Plus, seeing Darth Maul and the double lightsaber, that shit was dope. Hey, that was dope. Uh, yes, that was Darth dope. Maul had the horns with the red face. He looked cool as shit. I'm like, okay. <laughs> this man about to do some da- like, okay. Now, did, if you ever seen Robot Chicken, there was a little small clip that uh, Jar Jar ended up getting on the Death Star and seeing Darth Vader. And he kept calling him Annie. He like, Annie, Annie. He's like, look, that is not my name, bro. That's not my name. <laughs> like, I am Darth Vader. No, your name is Annie. All this other stuff, right? And so at this point, Vader put his his head in his hands. He like, look, Jar Jar, homie, bro, come talk to me for a second. <laughs> and, then, and so he literally he said, look, check out this check out this space pod. We're gonna go out for a second. So he put Jar Jar in the space pod and hit that bitch. And then he just sent he literally sent Jar Jar out in the space to freeze the <laughs> to suffocate and freeze to death. And then Darth Vader goes to see him like finally some peace. He has a dream. Jar Jar is in his dream, annoying him in his dream. He's like, I would never get rid of this wolf. <laughs> so, I mean, Jar Jar is very annoying. I I, I get it. And, and in some movies, people got different tastes in movies. And Thanos Rick is right. You work with what was given. And Batman, Batman Returns, phenomenal films. Great films. Batman Forever, we still give that a nod. You know what I'm saying? Street, you know, video game movies didn't quite hit its mark in most cases, but my personal favorites, top three, would be Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat, Double Dragon. Double Dragon. Now, that movie I haven't seen in a long time. That's on Amazon Prime, by the way, for free. Yeah, there you go. There you go. I'm about to check it. I'm about to check it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know, go check. Go check it out. Now, my last bit of news here, as far as uh, cowboys, man, fuck <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> I don't know about them cowboys, man. <sighs> so, okay. <laughs> oh, oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> Why? Why are you like this, man? I don't understand. I don't, how about them cowboys? E? How about them cowboys? How? How not? <laughs> how not? How <laughs> 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 not? calls me a hater, man. Uh, oh man, it's in my uh, jeans. Hey, so Kevin Feige provides production updates for Deadpool three and confirms that they already have a tentative release date for the film. Now, Marvel fans were thrilled when news broke out that Disney was in the process of acquiring Fox TVs and movie assets, as it meant that the X-Men, including the Merc with the Mouth, and finally joining the MCU. Now, Ryan Reynolds' third outing as Wade Wilson is already being developed at Marvel Studios, with the three cool confirmed to be the franchise's first R-rated movie. Now, Deadpool 3 will have almost entirely new creative team with Paul Wernick, Rhett Reese, who penned the first two movies out, and they have been replaced by Bob Berger's writers, Wendy uh, Molyneux and Lizzie Molyneux Logan. 
No directives attached to the three cool thus far, with Deadpool 2 Helmer David David Light uh, seemingly also not returning. That said, as with his predecessors, Reynolds will not only reprise his role as the potty mouth anti-hero, he will continue to be the primary creative force behind the upcoming project. Now, while plot details are still unavailable, still kind of fuzzy, this early in the process, the MCU architect is revealing that work on the flick story is in full swing. So there you go. You know, I, I think that was a primary concern for a lot of people, you know, when yeah. when Disney acquired Fox, you know, Deadpool, Deadpool was a concern because I guess people were afraid that the MCU were going to MCU Deadpool, you know, but in the back of my mind, I'm like, nah, I know Disney and Marvel are, you know, I guess more kid friendly. I get all of that, but. Yeah. There's no way that they can stray away from what made these movies so special in the first place. There's no way. Mm-hmm. There's no way. I mean, is is Deadpool is a money maker. People love the character, and if they were to the MCU Deadpool, it would be a complete disaster. So the executives, the creators over there, they 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 knew better than that. And to keep Ryan Reynolds on as a creative on it, I mean, it's it's that's his role. I mean, no one else can play that role but him. In my personal opinion, so it was smart to keep him on board and to keep him involved in the story and the writing. I know they have new writers or whatever. That's cool, but you know you still have to keep certain elements in play. And the MCU yeah. smart to keep that in play. So I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be hilarious, like you said, E. The first R-rated, the first R-rated. So you know. This should open the door for Blade because Blade should be R-rated. So that's even more exciting to see, you know. So, you know, I'm looking forward to it, man. And, I, and I'm pretty sure, you know, let's, we all know it's coming. Ryan Reynolds is going to joke about the Fox acquisition. He'll joke about MCU stuff, you know, breaking that fourth wall. I, I know, I think we're all looking forward to that. You know, him talking his shit, you know. I'm, but I'm, I'm curious to, to see the cameos. Because, you know, of course, Deadpool featured a lot of X-Men characters in those previous two movies. So are we going to see any X-Men characters in this new one? Or or are we going to see people like Thor and Rhodey and, you know, maybe Sebastian Stan, you know, Winter Soldier? That might work. Um, well, well, pair up. Actually, that that might work. Winter Soldier and Deadpool. That might be a funny pair up because Sebastian's funny too. You True. know. So, what do you think? Um, I think they need. To, I think they need to go forward with the X Force because I mean, Cable is still there. You know, Josh Brolin's Cable's there. So, uh, <clears throat> Colossus, and you know, there's other people that just like left the X. Well, well, well. Supersonic Teenage Warhead, like she went back to the X Men, but Colossus left, and you got Dopender, and you got Deadpool's girlfriend. So I mean, you you can he he's playing with time. Like at the end of Deadpool too, you know, of course he broke the fourth wall, and he was breaking time, and he was like correcting a lot of things. So you know, he got his wife back. Um, he that, got that. And that's what I'm saying. Those are all X Men characters. So are you going to release Deadpool? With these X Men related characters before the X Men movie comes out, that's my question. Yeah, because I mean, you can't just throw away uh, Colossus unless they just break the fourth wall. And I was like, you know what? You know, we did an acquisition. Colossus is no longer here. That's you don't need to ask no more questions. Honestly, Deadpool is so unorthodox. You can do whatever you want, and it still be funny. Especially I mean, with Deadpool breaking the fourth wall, it don't have to. It may like Deadpool movies make sense, but it don't make sense. And I mean, it's kind of like a happy accident. That's basically what it is. Well, I mean, I can see him talking about it, but are they going to include them? That's I, all I think they will, because Colossus really wasn't showcased like he was supposed to in the X-Men films. And you scrapping all the X-Men films from Fox, right? So you can safely have uh Colossus there. And you can safely have Supersonic te- Teenage Warhead in there because they weren't in the original films. 
like X-Men films. So you can easily have that. Cable. Cable was never in the original X-Men films neither. So you can easily pull those over. So now who's going to be the villain? We don't know. Or, or whatever the case may be. Uh, 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 Domino. You got Domino. You really have the X-Force. You can really do but are, something there. But are they going to bring an X-Force before X-Men? Yeah, I doubt it. I doubt it, but they're not going to call it that. But technically, in a sense, they did already because they called themselves X-Force in Deadpool 2. They already did it. So technically, they already did it. I mean, uh, most of them died, but still, yeah, they, they did it. I don't you know what I'm saying? So it's it's a slippery slope, but it's one of those happy slippery slopes because it's Deadpool for crying out loud. Nobody's gonna complain about that. And besides, like Wade Wilson will explain anything that is unorthodox in in the fourth wall break. Yeah, I mean he he been doing it in the first two movies. Nothing changed. He just got a bigger budget and he's part of Disney now. Uh, I guess I'll just I just have to see it, you know. I this one I'm a, I'm gonna really have to see how they how they pull this off. I'm right. sure they already have an idea. I'm sure they have a plan. I I I know it's everything's under wraps, but you know I I want to see this. I really want to see this. Yeah, yeah, I'm with it. I'm with it. I am with it. And I so, I heard there might be two more cameos in, in Deadpool too, as well. There might be like two, not two more, but like two cameos. Do you know who they are? I think Jerry Jones and Dak Prescott. Oh, gee. <laughs> you know what? That's going to be the show for the day, man. I got to get ready to go to a convention, man. Like That's, that's going to be our show. Uh, be, sure, be sure to check out the Orange Phoenix Geek Corner. Everybody's a goddamn comedian, man. You got jokes today. You're funny. You're hilarious. Yeah, you, 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 you're hilarious. Man, ain't this about a bitch? Man. Oh, go Cowboys. No, nah, nah, nah. Oh, my gosh. Uh, my stomach hurts. No, everybody's a comedian, man, on this Friday, Freestyle Friday, man. Got it here, man. Anyway, anyway, go go to Facebook, type in Orange Phoenix Geek Corner to join the Geek Corner. Follow Orange Phoenix Media on Instagram. And do not forget to subscribe to our magazine, Orange Phoenix Magazine, at www.patreon.com forward slash Orange Phoenix. And yes, there will be some sales going on for T Public. And I will be announcing that on Facebook as well as the next date for movie night, because the next movie up is Demon Slayer Mugen Train. Which uh, garnished like one and a half million, or something like that, or fifteen? No, I'm sorry, fifteen point eight million uh, in the U.S. box office is like one of the highest um, grossing anime movies uh, to date. Uh, I think it's in the top three, uh, if not top two. But yeah, so Demon Slayer: Mugen Train will be um, played, and I will announce that uh, today. Now tonight, do not forget tonight for the pro wrestling fans. This is going to be a, a heavy debate between. Myself, Mad Max, and Thanos Rick, man. I cannot wait for 7 p.m. Eastern time, but I'm out. We got to head out to Charlotte, North Carolina, to Queen City Anime Convention and to go network and, and hang out with some of the locals, man. You got anything else for the uh, listeners, Thanos Rick? Super Bowl champs, Cowboys. We on the way, baby. No, we on the way, not. baby. No, Super Bowl champions. No, they're not. What? what, what? <sighs> Jerry Jones, Dak Prescott. Deadpool, we coming, baby. Cameos. Coming to lose, man. That's what's going on. But anyway, we out. <laughs> See you at 7 p.m. Eastern time tonight. All right? Hail to the turnbuckle. Peace. <laughs>